Good morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good morning, everybody. It's 8.36 a.m. Central Daylight Time. It is the 26th of June, 2019. This is episode 112 of Bitcoin and... And I uh, have been remiss. I've, I didn't give an update on the kitty. Uh, if you were listening a couple of weeks ago, we found a kitty and saved its life. And five hours later, lost our cat of seven years or five years. I can't remember how long we had that cat um, all in the same night. And it was, oh man, it was just a heart-wrenching night. Anyway, so the update on the kitten is last week or the about a week and a half ago, we had a vet appointment for Kitty, whose name is now Marvel. Um, the vet uh, stated that it was about, the kitten was 10 weeks old at the time, female, a calico. And uh, so there's the, the that part of it. And then clearly we got, got her her shot. So she's had her first round. Um She's now got a collar with a bell on it, and she's feisty. She's gaining weight. Uh, she's really playful, and she's got a hell of a personality. And she has allergies, apparently, because she sneezes, <laughs> like, all the time. It's kind of it's kind of endearing to watch. But uh, so we now have a, you know, a brand-new kitty who's completely tick and flea-free, um, dewormed, healthy as a horse, so... There's your update on the Kitty Marvel. Um, up, first up into the stack, uh, let's go with the block crypto. Uh, Yogita Katri is writing, Bitfinex says it its 100x margin derivatives product is ready for prime time. And this was, she was writing this uh, yesterday on the 25th. Uh, cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex is ready to ship a derivatives product with up to a hundred times leverage. CTO Paolo Arduino told the block, "The product has been in the works and is now ready for prime time." He said, "It had been expected to go live this month, according to a white paper Bitfinex published last month for its one billion dollar private token sale of Leo tokens." Quote. Qualified Bitfinex account holders will be able to trade a new hedging product through a derivatives wallet, end quote, the white paper stated, adding that the product will have USDT-based collateral unavailable in the rest of the market, up to 100x leverage. Leverage is a trading strategy of using borrowed money to increase the potential return of an investment, but it also comes with higher risks. Arduino confirmed to the block that only verified customers will be allowed to use its perpetual swap product. Quote, it will be an optional instrument, no change to our current margin offering, end quote, Arduino tweeted Monday. Bitfinex currently offers leverage of up to 3.3x as part of its margin trading offering. 
cryptocurrency derivatives exchange BitMEX also offers a similar product with up to 100x leverage on its Bitcoin perpetual swap contract. Still, Bitfinex says its product will serve as a hedging tool for its clients rather than a gambling mechanism. Well, it's probably all gambling, but whatever. Quote, there's nothing wrong inherently about 100x, Max Boonin, CEO of trading firm B2C2, but as a commercial ledger or hedger, you want lower leverage margin. The larger investor wouldn't want to take the risk of 100x typically. Quote, they don't want to go balls to the wall, end quote. (laughs) The cryptocurrency market has seen an increasing number of derivatives offering last week, the block reported that Mike Novogratz cryptocurrency merchant bank Galaxy Digital has expanded its trading business to offer cryptocurrency options contracts amid rising demand from institutional investors. Cryptocurrency exchange Binance was also looking to launch futures trading, among others. Quote, future liquidity has been centralized on BitMEX and Deribit. Interesting to see if Binance can steal some of that flow. Not sure how easy it will be to take some of that away from BitMEX. Darius Sit. Managing partner at crypto trading firm QCP Capital told the block at the time, Binance, in fact, seems to be ready to ship its product too. Its CEO, Zhao, tweeted on Sunday that the exchange had its first margin liquidation and that it was on a BTC short. So there you go. Got new products coming out. Uh, note that uh, it mentioned demand from institutional investors. That is probably the most important part of that particular story. As you know, I don't trade. I won't trade. I don't want to learn how to trade. I, I think it's dangerous unless you are very, very skilled and very, very willing to sit in front of your freaking computer all damn day and babysit your investments. Otherwise, leverage just sounds like it's it's... Uh, a life wrecking, you know, mechanism if you, if, if you don't manage, manage it properly. Uh, continuing on, this is a Coindesk article. Nicholas Day is writing as of yesterday, the 25th, CFTC approves Ledger X to settle futures in real Bitcoin. <laughs> the Commodity Futures Trading Commission has cleared Bitcoin derivatives provider Ledger X to offer physically settled Bitcoin futures contracts. The CFTC said Tuesday it had approved Ledger X's application for a designated contract market license, meaning the company can now offer the new futures contracts. Ledger X is the second company to receive approval to offer physically settled Bitcoin futures. Other firms, such as Intercontinental Exchange Backed, Seed CX, and Eris X, plan to enter this market. While Backed's own future contracts has been self-certified, the firm is waiting for the New York Department of Financial Services to license its warehouse. Unlike cash-settled Bitcoin futures listed by the Chicago exchanges, CBOE and CME, in physically settled futures, the buyer receives the underlying commodity when a contract expires rather than the fiat equivalent. Monday's approval means that New York-based Ledger X can not only list these Bitcoin futures contracts, but crucially can offer its products to retail clients, not just institutional ones. No timeline was provided for when Ledger X might start off, start to offer futures, but Chief Operating and Risk Officer Juthika Chow told Coindesk that the company was looking to be the first provider of this product in the United States. Quote, there is no, there's no doubt that we're looking to be the first. We're looking to be the incumbent, she said. We think we're better positioned, and we want to be there to serve customers of all sizes. 
Ledger X would follow the same self-certification process that it already underwent underwent to offer swaps and options, Chow said, adding, quote, ultimately, the products are not that economically different than what we're already offering, but this would open up to a broader market, end quote. While Bact was has previously announced that it would be testing its own physically settled Bitcoin futures contracts in July, a firm launch date has yet to be announced. Seed CX and Iris X have likewise yet to announce when they would launch their futures product or forward in Seed CX's case. Ledger X applied for the DCM in November of 2018 and has since been working with CFTC. It already offers swaps and options contracts for customers. The DCM application came on top of Ledger X's existing swap execution facility and derivatives clearing organization licenses. Wow which approved the company's exchange platform and clearinghouse, respectively. The new license carries with it the same set of responsibility that the other two have, Chow said, though securing the latest approval was a pretty difficult process due to the issues involved. LedgerX is now eyeing a gradual rollout of its new products, including its retail-focused Omni platform. Quote, we want to be careful and conservative, so we'll soft launch the Omni product, she said. We'll take customer feedback and we'll make sure it works, end quote. The company will roll out its existing swaps and options products to all customers as well as a new block height option product, which the company recently self-certified. Chow added, we have a pretty extensive wait list and we'll work through that until we feel comfortable. So more conservatism and more products are are out on the way. I mean, this, you know, it's sort of like watching, you know, Bitcoin grow up. Uh, that is just the industry, you know, that's wrapping itself around Bitcoin is becoming off, you know, pretty deep. Uh, it, it's pretty robust at this point, and I can't see it getting anything, anything other than more robust. Um, getting into the stack. Uh, E-Sky 33 or at E-S-K-Y 33 J-U-N-G-L-I-S-T tweets out, so you want Tor? You got it by default. Just activated thanks to Nicholas Doyer and BTC Pay Team. Let's go. And it's a link to BTC Pay Jungle. So let's see what Nicholas Doyer is up to with this launch of BTC Pay Jungle. Uh, BTC Pay Jungle, Bitcoin payment processor, is a free hosted non-custodial invoicing system. All payments go directly to your wallet, which increases the privacy and security. Your private keys are never uploaded to the server. There is no address reuse since each invoice generates a new address deriving from your XPUB key. We care 100% about all users' privacy and maintain all the software updates. Bitcoin full node is 0.18.0. Litecoin full node is 0.17.1-1. BTC pay documentation, <clears throat> excuse me, documentation open source community. <clears throat> are you, that, that is just a link to their documentation and their open source communities. That's why the sentence feels weird. Our users' donations help us evolve. Donate here. WooCommerce begins accepting Bitcoin payments through BTC Pay Jungle, the ultimate list of BTC Pay server merchants. Add your store details to the BTC Pay Slack to be included in this list. Your keys, your Bitcoin, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. <laughs> Just using the 
the direct quote from Andreas Antonopoulos. <clears throat> so uh, it's nice because this thing comes with Tor enabled by default. So, I mean, it's it's getting to where the user experience isn't so gummed up with having to, you know, get all these steps uh, going on, you know. So any, anyway, uh, this can be found at btcpayjungle.com, btcpayjungle.com. Um, Alex Adelman of Lolly fame is, has announced that it is excited to officially announce Lolly's partnership with hotels.com starting today at try Lolly users will be able, will now be able to stack sats when they book travel with one of the biggest travel companies in the world. Okay, nice. So let's dig into this with an article by Colin Harper, uh, out of Bitcoin Magazine, Lolly expands popular travel category with Hotels.com partnership. This was written yesterday, June the 25th. Bitcoin rebate service Lolly is expanding its roster of travel partners. The company announced today that it had struck a deal with Hotels.com to allow users to earn 3.5% sats back on all bookings on the website. Lolly launched in the in the trough of the 2018 bear market when Bitcoin began its descent into the $3,000 range. Even so, that didn't stop the service from swelling to 10,000 users by March of 2019. With the Chrome Firefox plugin, users can earn a percentage of every purchase back in Bitcoin when they shop at one of Lolly's 500 plus partners. These include Walmart, Macy's, Overstock, Barnes & Noble, and many others, including travel companies. In fact, travel has emerged as the platform's most popular category. Lolly co-founder and CEO Alex Adelman told Bitcoin Magazine that people use travel services like VRBO, Hilton, Marriott, Bookings.com, and Cheapo Air more than anything else to earn Bitcoin on Lolly. This is mainly due to the fact that these particular services give healthy rebates. Cheapo Air, for instance, pays a flat 0.001987 BTC, and Marriott pays 6.5% back. And that travel purchase and that travel purchases are large, netting more Bitcoin back in return, which makes them ideal for stacking sats. Available in 34 languages and with a hotel list 325,000 strong, Hotels.com is bound to help this trend. It is the third most used travel site in the world behind Bookings.com, number two, and Airbnb, number one, meaning Lolly now has four booking websites in its travel industry's top 10 most used. Marriott and Hilton are numbered six and number 10, respectively. According to the Lolly announcement, people spent 1.1 trillion with a T. Okay, let's do that one again. I didn't realize the number was that big. According to the Lolly announcement, people spent 1.1 trillion on travel in the United States alone. If Lolly was to capture even 1% of this market, that would mean that 3.24 million people spending $11 billion and earning 34,000 BTC or $385 million U.S. back. Wow. The company is striving towards this goal and won't be resting on its laurels of its most recent deal. Adaman told Bitcoin Magazine that Lolly is leveraging its Hotels.com and Bookings.com partnerships to begin international expansion in the coming months. Guys, Lolly is a freaking freight train right now. And it's like, and I, I love how it's just, it's, you know, like the article said, it started, you know, in the, you know, the absolute, probably 
the, I would call it the worst time, but it really wasn't because we saw a lot of people building stuff in the, in the trough. It was almost as if it was almost as if price didn't matter because one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, right? No, 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 no. Still though, um, it was kind of in the depths and everybody's like, oh, and here's, you know, Alex and, and his crew just kicking freaking ass. And now they've got hotels.com. And I tweeted to Alex that, you know, he should consider, a, you know, getting out the Albertsons brand on board because they have, I think, I think if the, if they can get Albertsons on board, most of their sub brands like United Supermarkets and uh, all the, their other grocery store chains, most of them actually offer the ability for you to order your food online and go pick it up at the store. So if you can do that, like, you know, much like shopping at, at Walmart with Lolly, what you do is you just shop at Walmart online and then you get your sats and then they give you an email and tell you it's time to come pick up your stuff and you drive to your local Walmart and you just pick up your groceries. Now I'd normally like to shop for myself because you know, I, I like the grocery store, but if I'm going to be able to stack sats at United supermarkets, um, then I'm going to start ordering food. Uh, the I'm going to start doing my grocery shopping online. I mean, that's just the way it is. So um, if you're, you know, Alex, if you happen to be listening to this, and you, I know you're not, but if you happen to be listening to this, you give Albertsons a call. And if any of my listeners want to uh, nudge them or Albertsons uh, together, Albertsons Twitter handle is at Albertsons. <clears throat> and they're one of the largest... Uh, one of the larger grocery store chains in the, in the United States, at least. All right. What's next? Oh God. Malta today, Malta, Malta, Malta. Okay. I, I got a particular beef with this one and we'll get to that on the other side of it. This is written on June 23rd by Massimo Costa. Rent contracts will all have to be registered on the blockchain. Prime minister says, Reformed rent laws will require that every rental contract drawn up in Malta is registered, Joseph Musket announces. Okay, forcing people to do shit. Right, sorry, I promised I'd save that. Um, let's get right on into it. Every rental contract for property drawn up in Malta will have to be registered on the blockchain, ensuring its security, the prime minister said. Joseph Musket said that the reformed rent laws which were approved by a cabinet after a long consultation period and which will be announced in the coming days will require that all rent contracts in Malta be registered, preventing the possibility of there being contracts in place for which there is no record. <laughs> he said that by being registered using distributed ledger technologies, the contracts will be protected against tampering and only those authorized will have access to them. Quote, every rent contract in Malta will be registered. The system we will be using to register the contracts is blockchain, distributed ledger technology, Musket said. Oh, God. Quote, we will now be showing people the added value of this technology through applying it to something which they will use in their daily lives. Such a contract cannot be tampered with and only those authorized will be able to access it. This shows how the digital transformation will affect their lives. End quote. <clears throat> 
The prime minister, who was speaking during an interview recorded yesterday and broadcast on Sunday morning on one radio, said the government would be revealing the full details of the proposed rent reform, which was drawn up following a lengthy consultation period. I know you already said that in the coming days. Uh, turning to the amendments to the laws re- regulating building excavation and demolition, which the government is set to present to Parliament before it rises for the summer recess, Musket said that the principal aim was to make it impossible for these concerned for those concerned to shirk, shirk responsibility. Noting that by Friday, 250 reactions to the proposed law had been received, he insisted that the government would be taking into account the input of all the stakeholders in the construction and building industry, but would then have to take take a decision about which legal changes need to be put in place. He underlined that people's safety would not be compromised in any way when it came to the amendments which needed to be carried out. Quote, the government will be removing the possibility of people trying to hide away from shouldering responsibility, he said. Continuing, he says, I am sure the new laws will be for the best of the people. Some will be in favor, some will be against, and those against will probably be so because they will have more responsibility to deal with, end quote. While reiterating that people's safety was fundamental and would not be compromised, Musket said that a balance had to be found between the added expenses of carrying out the new studies, which will be required, and the limited resources of small developers. Quote, we cannot create a situation where the small developer cannot cope with the burden, but safety remains the priority. Cleaning multi... Oh, so the, the, I, I stumbled on that one. Sorry, guys. The prime minister said the newly elected local councillors uh, will not have to worry about fixing their localities' roads anymore since this will be dealt with through the government's 700-euro road regeneration product, uh, project. Instead, Musket said he wanted local councils to focus on cleaning up Malta's towns and villages. Quote, I believe we should now concentrate on cleanliness in Malta. In certain places, there is no upkeep, and they are not kept clean. We need to work together on various fronts, educating people not to litter, enforcing the rules, and drawing attention to the shortcomings of contractors in charge with collecting rubbish. So, okay, I don't, I don't know. This is just kind of a mess when you think about it. Um, you know, there's this. I, I had reacted to this by retweeting it with a, a, a modified quote from Dr. David Marcus. Uh, who was a character in Star Trek's Wrath of Khan. And he basically the quote is uh, that we're dealing with something that could be perverted into a dreadful weapon. And he's talking about the the device uh, in that particular movie. And I won't go in it if you haven't seen the movie, but there's a, a thing in that movie that can be really, really great. <clears throat> but if it's used improperly, it kills all life on an entire planet. Okay, just so. And this in a way for me is sort of the same thing. Now you've got government people who, and given the quotes from this man, doesn't seem to understand the technology, forcing people to use the technology. That seems like a real bad combination to me. You know, forcing anybody to do anything is, you know, violence at the end of a gun and forcing people to use something that I don't think is, is fully understood, at least not by this dude. And if it's not by this dude, I guarantee you there's some people, you know, a lot of other people in the government that don't understand it as well. And again, the question becomes, is it necessary? 
I mean, I sign a contract on paper and that thing is filed with, you know, that thing is filed. And if I breach the contract, then the person on the other end of the contract will drag my ass into court. And I'm not sure how blockchain is going to defend against somebody shirking responsibility. You're going to get sued no matter what. Anyway, I, I don't think it's necessary, but but the real fear here is the fact that forcing people to use blockchain at this stage, I I think that's a I think that's bad. I just do. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I get the whole adoption thing, but this is wrongheaded in my opinion. Uh, and you know what what really does kind of suck is that Malta is really crypto friendly, very crypto friendly. But this looks like somebody kind of took a turn for the worse and are like going, we like it so much, we're going to force everyone to use it. So you can think about it how you will, but I'm going to get on into this next one. Um, Thor API, this is um, from bitrefill.com. They have released a, um, oh, they, they did a, pre- uh, they released their new API. So let's, let's dig into what Thor is saying about their new API. Bit refills full suite of services for the lightning network is now available via Thor API. Any web connected platform app or business can get direct access to buying channels from bit refill programmatically, allowing new use cases and a better experience for customers. Bit refills, lightning nodes are reliable and well-connected on the network, ensuring you ensuring your users can route payments to endpoints without friction. Our Thor API allows you to open private channels with our lightning node on demand with custom capacities between 300,000 and 16 million sats. You can also enable our turbo channel option and provide instant spendable BTC loaded into your user channels. But please note that this service requires special compatibility with the LN URL format for delivery. Turbo channels allow anyone to instantly access the Lightning Network through BitRefill's nodes with a Bitcoin balance that's immediately spendable, removing any wait times associated with transaction confirmations. Our system will receive and pass all appropriate payment and delivery information without the need to access our website platform or widget integration. Payment for Thor services allows any of our supported payment methods, including BTC, ETH, Dash, LTC, Doge, or Lightning BTC, and Lightning LTC. Each Thor channel will be kept open on our side for 30 days, potentially longer if there's activity. Turbo channels currently only work using Bitcoin Lightning Wallet for Android. Contact support at bitrefill.com today to obtain your access key and dashboard access features. Instant access to Lightning Network, instantly spendable BTC balance, custom incoming capacity, custom BTC balance, refill any channel, pay to any endpoint. So there you go. Now, this doesn't end, sorry, this does not end here. Um, John Carvalho, or at Bitcoin Error Log, had tweeted out earlier, was it? Yeah, earlier yesterday. um, Yep, we added Lightning to Coinbase before they could themselves hashtag toxic innovation. Okay. So what are they talking about? Well, let's let Colin Harper of Bitcoin magazine speak to this. He's writing this yesterday. Uh, bit refill brings lightning to Coinbase with Thor API kit for exchanges. Lightning has come to Coinbase courtesy of bit refill. <clears throat> 
Revealed exclusively to Bitcoin Magazine, the new service known as Recharge is the latest addition to BitRefill's Thor Lightning service. With it, Coinbase users will be able to easily leverage the full capabilities of the Lightning network through their Coinbase accounts. This entails sending on-chain Bitcoin from Coinbase to top off Lightning channels on other services and paying invoices directly from a Coinbase account. Outside of Coinbase, the service will also be available through BitRefill for any user <clears throat> a la carte. BitRefill COO John Carvalho told Bitcoin Magazine, the company envisions other exchanges integrating the services at the service at, as well. Launched earlier this year, BitRefill Store gives user access, users quick and easy exposure to Bitcoin secondary payment network Lightning. The on-demand service automatically opens a payment channel for you connected to BitRefill's Lightning Network node, which in turn provides a routing hub for virtually any other payment channel on the network. Thor Turbo, the first product rollout for the service, allows users to leverage Thor immediately without having to wait for on-chain confirmations for the Bitcoin they send to BitRefill to fund their Lightning wallet. The trade-off here is trusting BitRefill to make good on your transaction, but Carvalho told Bitcoin Magazine that it is a chance, quote, to demonstrate that a business with a good reputation has very little incentive not to deliver when a lightning service is purchased by central means, end quote, concluding by saying it's a purchased access service, not a custodial one. Hmm. Trending closely behind Thor's Turbo's heels, Recharge is Thor's second product. And it comes as part of BitRefill's new new Thor API service. As with Coinbase, any exchange can utilize the service to integrate Lightning directly onto their platforms, whether they have endogenous support for it or not. Carvalho told us that he sees the service unlocking an interconnected web of quick, cheap liquidity between exchanges, similar to Blockstream's liquid sidechains. Quote, We chose to demonstrate this new service by utilizing our pre-existing integration with Coinbase's API for accounts to show how BitRefill allows any crypto platform in the world to provide access to the Lightning Network, whether they currently support Lightning technology internally or not, he told Bitcoin Magazine, quote, Lightning is about to allow exchanges to collaborate on instantly moving BTC over Lightning and to coordinate on the liquidity needed to make that possible. Soon, you will see major exchanges opening FAT or Wumbo channels with each other and with BitRefill to unleash the power of Lightning even further, In quote. Wumbo here refers to the one Bitcoin payment channels that BitRefill has been experimenting with in a bid to push the limits of the Lightning Network, while Carvalho himself has playfully branded as hashtag reckless. <laughs> he did Okay, John knows he didn't brand that. That, that was... Um, Stark. That was Elizabeth Stark that caused the hashtag reckless. Okay, so let's let's try to remember our history and, and who said what. Uh, continuing on, the, the reason it is so reckless is that Lightning Network's protocol default for payment channels only allows users to fund them with so much Bitcoin, roughly four to five million Satoshis worth. Seeing as Lightning is still a fledgling technology, any more than this limit is seen as flying too close to the sun. Quote, so only people breaking the rules with you can route larger amounts with you, Carvalho said. So in the future, it's conceivable that exchanges could open these fat payment channels with each other in order to improve transfer times and costs. In fact, Carvalho revealed that BitRefill is collaborating with several exchanges and Bitcoin-focused businesses to create this sub-network of lightning channel liquidity adding that they've been focusing heavily on accommodating one boat channels to get as much mileage as possible out of each channel. 
Carvalho clarified that this is not a new partnership with Coinbase as BitRefill's base IPA has been integrated into Coinbase for some time, giving Coinbase users instant access to their accounts at BitRefill. He continued to say that given Coinbase's prominence and lack of official support internally for Lightning services, this recharge integration is ideal for showcasing what BitRefill's Thor means for the industry's heaviest hitters. Quote, Coinbase is one of the largest exchanges in the world and has been historically slow at adding the progressive advancements happening on Bitcoin, he said. Quote, so we push things forward for their customers. (laughs) I love it. Quote, we think this is a great way to show how now any exchange, wallet, or interconnected platform can integrate with us and have access to Lightning with minimal trust requirements and minimal development overhead, end quote. BitRefill CEO, CTO, Sergi, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it, Kotliar, demoed the service on the first day of the Bitcoin 2019 conference in San Francisco in partnership with the conference Bitcoin Lightning Wallet for Android and Wallet of Satoshi, with which BitRefill is now natively compatible. BitRefill gifted each member of the conference five bucks in Bitcoin in the Thor Turbo channels to use at the events Lightning-powered arcade, beer garden, and food vendors. And why, why, oh why, my God, did you not say the word coffee. Come on guys. You, you, you had, you had a golden chance to just whatever. Anyway. So, um, I think it's hilarious that the good people over at BitRefill is okay with doing everybody else's work for them. Coinbase is not historically slow. They are an anti-Bitcoin company. In my opinion, the way that they've acted over the years has done nothing but make me, well, I don't use Coinbase any longer to purchase Bitcoin. I use the Cash App, which, by the way, if you're sleeping or been under a rock, they finally allow you to deposit Bitcoin into your Cash App account uh, for direct Bitcoin. So if you got something you want to buy or or you want to like sell a little bit of Bitcoin so that you can put some money on your Cash App card, uh, that now you can do it. So, and you've, they said that they enabled withdrawals and deposits, but you could always, I mean, for a long time, like at least over a year, I've been able to send uh, Bitcoin from my, uh, bit, uh, uh, cash app wallet to somebody else's wallet. So they didn't, that's already kind of been there, but deposits was a, a different deal. Now be aware, <clears throat> you will have to answer questions um, if you want to activate that service. And it, and they're really light questions, right? You know, rather they ask you where the bulk of your money comes from, you know, one of the choices are, you know, being employed or, or inheritance. And there's a few other questions. Uh, but yesterday I ran across a, uh, a couple of tweets and replies that were talking about that. And one guy, the, the question was, what if you just flat ass lie? Are they going to check? or something. And somebody wrote back that said that a friend of theirs who is unemployed actually chose the unemployed uh, selection for one of the questions and deposits were not enabled for them. So choose wisely, people choose wisely. If you're going to activate that, um, Bitcoin magazines, uh, Diana go, has uh, is writing how Abra uses Bitcoin to bring stock investing to the unbanked. 
And she's writing this. When is this? Yeah, yesterday, June 25th. It's been only a month since Abra publicly launched its investment product, but the company has already received an overwhelmingly positive response from the public, showcasing that uh, the strong consumer demand for convenient and affordable investing solutions. It has also demonstrated how Bitcoin can be used effectively to help financially underserved populations access financial markets. Bill Baryat, CEO and founder of Abra, told Bitcoin Magazine, quote, we opened... Our waitlist in February and only just launched the product for general availability to Auburn International customers at the end of May. So it's only been a few weeks, said Barnett. I can't pronounce his name. It's just a weird spelling. B-A-R-H-Y-D-T. Okay. Well, <clears throat> quote, in just a few weeks, we have nearly 14,000 equity wallets in the system from 154 countries around the globe and growing. Striving to provide the unbanked with powerful yet affordable financial services, cryptocurrency wallet and exchange app Abra launched a new product earlier this year that allows users to purchase stocks and exchange traded funds using Bitcoin directly through the app. The key differentiator for Abra's investing offering, uh, Barton said, is its fractional investing capability, which allows users to get started with as little as five bucks. Quote, most of our users have been historically shut out of financial markets, either due to the ability to access the market or afford the more popular stocks that trade at hundreds or even thousands of dollars per share. <clears throat> in order to build wealth, more people need a stake in ownership of financial assets and assets that protect against inflation while compounding wealth. Yet across the globe, access to investing in financial markets is not universal. While over half of Americans invest in the stock market, only 2% of Mexicans do, for example, end quote. The launch of Aubrey's investment capabilities was a pivotal milestone, not only toward our overall mission of democratizing access to financial services, but also how the industry will view investing in cryptocurrency as the new pro protocol for money in the future, said Barnt. The fact that it is all built on Bitcoin is, we believe, one of the best applications for cryptocurrency mass adoption. We have users from Venezuela, Argentina, Turkey, Mexico, Spain, and more that are now given that opportunity to diversify and grow their wealth. Aubrey's investing product uses Bitcoin to give users the ability to gain synthetic exposure to the price movements of traditional assets, including stocks, commodities, indexes, and ETFs via crypto collateralized contracts. These contracts peg the value of the desired assets to investments to Bitcoin, of investments to Bitcoin held in the contract. That this means that if the price of the underlying asset goes up, the amount of Bitcoin in the contract will go up to reflect the movement and vice versa. Basically creating, oh sorry, uh, basically creating a synthetic asset on the back end. Aubrey uses the same process for cryptocurrency and fiat currency trading. Since launching its investing offering last month, Aubrey has already witnessed several investing trends emerge. In particular, investors are very bullish on technology and overwhelmingly love Tesla, <laughs> Barnes said, which currently stands as the number one stock pick on Aubrey globally, with a median investment 191% higher than average. South Africa is the leading investor location, followed by France, Argentina, Austria, and the Philippines. Amazon, Apple, Google, and Alibaba are other favorited or favored investment assets. Among the main advantages of the Aubrey investing product, users cited accessibility to financial markets, especially U.S. equities, affordability, with the possibility to buy fractional shares of stocks and control, referring to the fact that Aubrey uses a non-custodial model where users maintain control of their underlying cryptocurrencies at all times. 
Quote, user feedback tells us that accessibility is the biggest pain point Abra is solving for them. Either the difficulty of accessing the stock market in their country <clears throat> or the bureaucracy around obtaining a brokerage account, said Bart. Abra believes in financial inclusion, both from the standpoint of making finance simple and straightforward and in giving access to public markets to people that have traditionally been left out. Cryptocurrency technology such as Bitcoin can serve as a new platform to solve these problems of access and trust. Now, Aubrey is built entirely on Bitcoin, according to what Aubrey has said in the past and also in this particular article. Um, I hope, I hope that they don't devolve into some sort of shit coinery. Uh, Jimmy Aki, also writing for Bitcoin Magazine uh, as of the 25th, Coin Cards expands to allow Americans to buy gift cards with Bitcoin. <laughs> nice. Beginning today, June 25th, 2019, Canadian crypto to gift card exchange Coin Cards is, is expanding its services to the United States. The platform, which was founded in 2014, has experienced considerable growth in the Canadian market since it launched. Following the expansion, U.S. users will be able to buy gift cards with Bitcoin from major retailers and online platforms such as Amazon, Uber, and Home Depot. CoinCard's founder and CEO, Mike Olthoff, believes that the expansion is a win-win for both users and brands. Quote, merchants are realizing that Bitcoin is here to stay, he said in an announcement. Offering gift cards as a bridge is a natural choice. <clears throat> Sorry, offering gift cards as a bridge is a natural choice for both the brands and the consumers. Retailers gain exposure to Bitcoiners, and Bitcoiners are able to live their lives with financial freedom. Unlike other available exchange platforms, Coin Cards doesn't have a wallet address where users can store their crypto for future purchases. It's designed as an e-commerce platform on which you choose an item, pay in Bitcoin, and receive your card instantly. We aren't an exchange in your typical order book sense either. <clears throat> Olthoff uh, explained to Bitcoin Magazine, we don't hold customers' funds, and our customers are therefore not at risk of another Quadriga CX or Mt. Gox. Considering that a host of merchants on its partner list don't accept cryptocurrency, CoinCards receives BTC from consumers and settles with merchants in fiat. About 93% of the United States retail customer purchase gift cards on an annual basis, according to a 2016 research report from international accounting company BDO Global. Given the recent spotlight on digital currencies thanks to Facebook's Libra and Bitcoin's bullish run, coin cards is poised to take advantage of a burgeoning market. But as, profitability, but as profitable as the American market is, it is also quite competitive. Olthoff welcomes the pressure. Quote, we have already seen some competitors popping into the United States market over the last 12 months, and there will likely be many more to come. However, we are confident that we will be able to bring some of the best offerings possible to the market. We've had, we have had five years of experience developing our service in the Canadian market and fine-tuning every aspect. We have also spent that time creating real relationships with some of the biggest international brands on both sides of the border. For a platform on which users have to make small payments, the cost and time required to confirm transactions can be a hassle. This is why CoinCards introduced Lightning Payments in 2018 in partnership with open source crypto payment processor BTC Pay. <laughs> however, <clears throat> however, results haven't been as encouraging as they expected. Olthoff said that Lightning traffic has been a relatively small source of CoinCards transactions, but it is a source that is constantly growing. He went on to add, while Lightning has great potential, quote, 
it still needs some work to become more user-friendly. To be on the safe side of the U.S. regulators, CoinCards has limited daily orders to a maximum of $2,000 per day per user email IP, Olthoff said. This allows us to fall within all minimums set out under the United States laws related to the exchange of value and gift cards. So there you go. There's going to be some more adoption coming in from that. And that'll do it for your morning roundup. Right, vital statistics uh, coming from bitinfocharts.com. We have Bitcoin at $12,851.23 US. Looks like the high is going to be over at Bitfinex at $12,576. No, it's going to be hit BTC at $12,879. The low is going to be over at Bitfinex at 12576 That is one hell of a spread, y'all. I have, that's a $300 spread. My God. Okay. Um, 372,000 transactions were done over the last 24 hours with about 15,500 averaging per hour. 1.9 million BTC have been sent over that period with an average cent per hour of 80,000 BTC. The average transaction value is 5.11 BTC. And my God, the median transaction value is 0.042 BTC, or right around 540 bucks US. Block times are low, well, kind of low. Nine minutes and 28 seconds. Looks like about one BTC are being taken per block on fees and 144 BTC have been taken in fees overall in the last 24 hours. The, uh, we've lost 13.79% of the hash rate and we are hovering right around 55.5 exahashes per second. The last uh, GitHub commit to the Bitcoin Core code was done sometime this morning on the 26th. Ethereum is at 350, Bitcoin Cash is, or God, sorry, Bcash is at 500. Litecoin is at 136, BSV is at 247. Ethereum Classic is at $9.58, man. Dogecoin is holding at 0 0.0033 and 28,500 transactions. Nope, it beats neither of the shit forks of Bitcoin. So uh, that'll do it for your vital statistics. All right. Song for today is uh, the fourth part of the fear series from Rush. And um, this one is actually my, my favorite one of the four. And it was the last one to be released. Um, and that, that the whole series was released out of order. You know, it was like 1980 with Moving Pictures was part three. And then a year later was part two. And then a couple of years after that was part one. And then 12 years or 18 years after the very first Fear series, part of the series was released, the fourth part hit. So it's, I, I, it's really interesting how that thing was done. But again, you know, we're talking about the whole fear, uh, the whole fear thing, because, well, you know, it's coming, you know, every amount of FUD is, is going to come and we got, you know, not all time highs, but yearly highs. We're lo I'm looking at 
what we were at. I'm kind of looking at 12,840. Um, you know, we may see a small blow off top, a 10% drop. And then all of a sudden, you know, people like Francis and Noriel will come out of the woodwork to point at us and, and laugh again, even though they have no clue what they're talking about. But you know it's coming, so be prepared for the fear from all sides, from Craig Wright, who is due in on his contempt charge in court, I believe this Friday on the 28th, and if he weasels his way out of that one, um, then you can be assured that there's going to be some fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You've also got people like Bryce Weiner who are using the the, the recent price run-up to shill his shitcoin, uh, what is it, DAO or something like that, TAO. Um, and he's saying it's going to be the next Bitcoin and is going to overtake Bitcoin, uh, you know, and it's just, it's going to be the fear mongers just all over the place. So what better time to go through the fear series of Rush?
I love how that whole thing just stops. Comes, it just rocks on and then just comes to a complete halt. It's one of my, again, that's my favorite, favorite one of the fear series. Uh, Satoshi's treasure today. Uh, okay. So I, you know, I never really got, got a clue on, um, like, or, or, you know, able to uncover any kind of official announcement, but it looks like they've changed their emission rate of their clues from only on Sunday to Sundays and Wednesdays cause, or, or, uh, Tuesday or something like that. This one was dropped, um, the other day. Let me make sure about that. Yeah, buddy, man, their emission rate has completely changed. Um, Okay, so the Nirvana key was dropped on on Sunday. Now, Sunday's what we're used to, right? Uh, But then, two days later, uh, Tuesday, the zero knowledge key dropped. And then, the day after that, which is today, the philanthropic keys dropped. And also today, the dissonant key has dropped. So their emission rate is, is going sky high. So this puts them at four, five, six, seven. Seven keys are, are unknown if they're found. All the rest have been found. So the um, the key that was dropped, let's see, with the Nirvana key. No, don't be so snarky key. Yeah. Three keys, an additional 70,000 will be rewarded to hunters who solve the puzzle. Now, the puzzle is just a, a square, you know, a square GIF. It's actually very, very pretty artwork. <clears throat> it looks like it has a graph of the ECDA uh, graph and let's see, state hash QB2AB. And there's like a whole bunch of stuff in here. Uh, the length is 509046, stuff like that. So apparently, apparently uh, you can solve the particular key just by looking at uh, this pati- particular picture and there's a lot to it. It looks like there's a whole shit ton of stuff to digest. I mean, the hell, there's even a, a QR code that's like overlaid and, and like made kind of transparent as background. So there's a lot of stuff here to unpack. So for all you uh, hunters out there, uh, good luck, brothers. Um, and we won't get into the other keys since they, they just dropped. Um, most of them just dropped today, and I didn't even see the one from yesterday. So we'll have to be taking a better look at that since their emission rate is is going out. Anyway, that's going to do it for Satoshi's Treasure for the day. Oh, man, your daily train wreck is being driven by no other than Joe Kernan at Joe Squawk. He says... We'll have Noriel on next time he gets something right. Set your calendars for 2100. Just kidding. And clearly, I'm not saying that Joe himself is the train wreck. He's just the conductor at this point. And, uh, he, like you know, and, and the fact that he's completely right. Um, he just ran over Noriel with with a train, and I feel kind of bad for Noriel that he he just got crushed by the man. Joe Kernan is probably going to be co opted by our little group of miscreants, and uh, I kind of welcome that because I haven't really liked Joe Kernan until now because he he actually kind of gets it. You know, if you remember like one of the last shows that I, I had played uh, the audio of him 
in the process of understanding Bitcoin. And it was kind of, it's kind of amazing to see a noob, you know, grok as much as he's been able to grok. And I get the feeling that he's fallen down the rabbit hole. It's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens with Joe Kernan over the next few weeks and months and probably a couple of years. Um, my biggest question is if he falls far enough down the rabbit hole, will he stay at CNBC? I mean, I, I would imagine that he would, but you know, if, if his sentiment starts, like if the sentiment of CNBC, in other words, they start getting calls from, I don't know, government, the government lobbyist, uh, people like, uh, Jamie Dimon refusing, to, you know, refusing interviews because Joe's talking about Bitcoin in a favorable light. I don't know. But it'll be, like I said, it's going to be an interesting few weeks, months, and probably a couple of years. But again, there, there, there's your smoldering pile that is Noriel Rubini, who just got hit by the massive train wreck that Joe Kernan brought on down the tracks. All right, Terrible Joke Corner. My friend recently got crushed by a pile of books, but he's only got his shelf to blame. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. I, <laughs> I gotta stop doing these. Okay, so it is Wednesday. We're in the middle of the week. Um, I hope uh, you you guys have been having a good time up till now. Um, we're ending this show at Bitcoin at 12,558. And this is according to, oh God, I don't, uh, at Bitstamp. The, that's what I use on my trading view uh, is, is the Bitstamp price. Um, and the uh, market depth, uh, the, the order book depth is, has, is changing shape. Uh, it's, cha- it's, like, it's been this one shape for a long time, but now that shape has, has for me, has changed markedly. So, you know, things are, things are afoot. Um, anyway, so we will see you on Friday and I hope you guys make it. And remember, we've got a lot of irrational exuberance going on right now. I'm going to assume that we're going to see a small blow off top and that we might, you know, correct a little bit. I'm not going to lose my mind over it. And I hope you don't either. Because we need some, you know, we we could use some healthy consolidation at these levels. And it, it would be nice to just kind of sit back, you know, for a week and just watch, you know, 12,000, you know, have us just kind of hovering around 12, 13,000 and not, you know, move all the way up to 20,000. Because then there probably will be an ugly blow off top if it, if it goes too fast. Anyway, just, you know, it's just musings from an irrational mind here. Um, and yeah, I, I do hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. Try not to worry too much. When the fear starts, stop listening. I'll see you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin and, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.